Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on Rock Metal Podcast, we have The Ring, and they have a new album called The Ring Squared Project Cipher, which was released on May 28th, and right now I'm being joined by Don to share some more information about this release, what went into it. In the pre-roll here, Don said it's quite the story, so I'm looking forward to hearing it. Now, Don, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Absolutely great to have you on. Now, I know this is going to sound like a really strange first question, but in the video that I saw for Cypher, I couldn't help but notice that you're standing in front of a wizard amp. I'm, I'm sitting in front of it right now, too, yes. Ooh. Ooh. For those who don't know, that is a Canadian amp. It is, yeah. Um, I'm a Marshall guy. Uh, always been, you know, uh, I guess in in search of that of, of that tone, and and sometimes Marshall doesn't really deliver a Marshall tone. So you have to, you know, you're finding modded amps. Like I've I've got a couple, I got three Marshalls here, and they've all been modded um, in some way because the you know the the stock circuit you know won't have enough gain or something, right? Like they they've stuck to their guns on that. But the Wizard, uh, which is uh, Rick St. Pierre, who was the ACDC's tech, right, for a long time. And now he builds, you know, it's, it's a, call it a Marshall on steroids. And I have the modern, <laughs> it's, just, it's ridiculous. The, the tone is, uh, it's holy grail tone, for sure. Mm-hmm. Is that Amazing. What, is that what we're hearing on the record, by chance? Um, so it, it appears on, I think, uh, three songs. Okay. Three songs. It's... I use I use a combination of things on on the record. Um, I'm not good with mics, and and I, I I do the the guitar recording at home, but I've got tons of technology. But mics are mics are a voodoo I haven't figured out. <laughs> so rather than waste time trying to figure it out, or you know you know we don't we don't have proper studios where I live. So um, Axe Effects, you know the 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 box, the modeling box, like they've come so far and the tones that you can get are so, so amazing. Mm-hmm. But the, also with a load box, you can feed uh, a head into the load box and then feed that into the Axe effects and use just the cab sims, which they have a million of. And you can adjust mic placements, type of mic, like everything, right? So yeah. the wizard appears there, but it's through a load box and through the the cab sims in the axe effects. So there's actually no miking done. It's and it so it's, it sounds exactly the same every single time. You know, heat, humidity, all the things that affect a room uh, don't come into play. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That sounds like its own kind of voodoo, its own kind of microphone voodoo. A little bit, <laughs> but but it's reliable and and it, and it doesn't take any any surgery to to, to get it right. Yeah. Okay, load boxes. All the all the tech nerds right now are probably on fire. Is it uh, big enough? More Canadian engineering. Is it a radio box, or do they not make a load box? Uh, I use the the Torpedo Captor X, okay. which is got a lot of different good stuff going on, and it's amazing how the, the t- it passes the tone right through. Wow, very cool stuff. Yeah. So for anybody who's not sure what's going on right now, load boxes are really quite powerful tools. Don just described one of the many uses you could do with them where basically you're going to take this massive powerhouse and make it sizable enough to go through, I guess, other, other realms such as an Axe effects. 
Yeah, it, it basically you're 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 simulating a speaker is what you're doing, so that you're not booming it into the room and trying to pick it up with a mic because mic placements and you know volume like there's so many things that you have to get right to use a mic. Whereas this, you just dial it in and it's the same every time. To mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now uh, let's go over this record. I've actually got the music video up right now for Cipher, uh, where I'm watching the Morse code right now at the very current moment. Nice. Tell us about this album, the Ring Squared Project Cipher. And you mentioned yes. you mentioned there's a story behind it, so take her away. So the Ring um, is my band, and the Ring was a band and uh, local musicians and all you know really great players. And, and we 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 did a record in 2017, uh, just called the Ring. Um, and you know we did a few shows, and and I marketed marketed it very very poorly, uh, so it it didn't really get anywhere. But you know, sitting in my shelf and my hard drive or whatever. Um, so we did some shows, and it was pretty. It was fun. You know, we we opened for Diamond Head and Anvil and a few other things. It, it was it was great fun and some cool shows. But you know, it kind of lost some steam. But I didn't lose any steam. I, I had a lot of a lot more songs that I wanted to do. So I started working on how to go about that. I've, I've got lots of songs. So my my buddy and and bass player Jason, he the guy actually he did that video as well, which is super cool. Uh, he he connected me through social media to Thomas Lang, mm-hmm. who's. Uh, world-renowned drummer and also happens to be quite a quite an amazing guy and uh i just i said to, to thomas you know i've got a project I'm, I'm i need some you know seven tracks of drumming are you are you interested and, and he said yes <laughs> i sent him the songs of, ahead of it at first and he, and he said love the songs and and uh it sounds really interesting and i'd love to do this for you so I thought, wow! Like I, I feel like I'm in an alternate universe. This, you know, because he's he was on the cover actually of, of Modern Drummer last August. You know, kind of right around the same time that he was doing my tracking. Yeah. You know, he, he's being interviewed to be on the cover of Modern Drummer, and he and he's and he's playing my song. So it, it was definitely a surreal moment. And he was he was fantastic. And obviously, you can see his playing. And the interesting thing about him, you know, you can see in the video, like he. He sat with the songs and he learned them front to back. So it, and, and what he said to me was, I don't want this to feel like a session. I want it to feel like a band. So he actually learned the songs, all of the songs front to back, and he played them straight through. So, and you know, he'd do five or six takes and, and send me the best one. So what you're seeing in that video is actually him playing the song, wow. which is super cool. Yeah. I mean, you kind of mentioned it was a bit surreal, but... How did you end up feeling about that? It's <laughs> it, it, it's an out of body experience, like you know, and and not just Thomas. I mean, with Mark Benia was the singer on this, and and again, he came to me through Thomas. Like Thomas liked the project so much that he recommended his buddy to do the singing on it, and you know, I I love the singing, and it's not the vision that I had. Ironically, you know. Uh, Mark has a very smooth vocal style, like almost, you know, he almost has a Daryl Hall kind of smoothness to his to his vocals. Uh, vocals, and you know, I I pictured almost a growl, and and the demos that I sent to him were kind of in that vein, mm-hmm. and he took it in a, t- you know, he did it his own way, really, and, and it was, you know, I think it turned out fantastic. Yeah, 
I was looking it up. I've got the issue right here. Modern Drummer, August 2020. Thomas Lang. He's on the front cover. And there he is. People don't know it, but what he's actually jamming to is your song. Yes. How cool is that? Yeah. Well, I think it shows uh, consummate professional comes to mind. He didn't just take you as a number and say, cool, yeah, I'll go ahead and do these tracks. Here's the amount, blah, blah, blah. I'll get them to you. And there's one side of that equation where you're like, whoa, these are his drums. But he took it further and said, no, no, no. I don't want this to sound like I'm just a session musician. I want this to sound like we're playing in the same room. Right. Right. And yeah. he did. It does. And, you know, all the, and, and then when Brian Beller came on to play, he, Brian Beller played uh, bass on three songs and he, and he was concerned about that. Cause I, I mentioned it to him. Brian's very personable and, and really great guy. And I mentioned that Thomas played these live and he went, Ooh, geez, I don't know about that. Then, you know, we might have to fix them. And I'm a little worried about that, you know, cause kick and kick and bass have to be like tight. Right. Yep. So he, he was a bit concerned about that, but then when, when he got to me, he went, eh, I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out. Yeah. Okay. That's quite the story. Um, getting all these people together. Now, something you also mentioned, Don, was that it wasn't your vision, but now that you're standing, I guess, in the promised land, despite not having that as a vision, are you happy with what came about? Oh my God, it's better than I could have hoped for sure. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. And, and, you know, when I, when I do these things, like I do a complete demo. So when I, when I handed the songs to all these guys, like they were complete, like I, you know, I, I have loops. So I create a drum track. All the guitars are obviously me. I play a bass, you know, and I, and I, I do my very best to sing. So I, I write all the words and then I, I sing them as best my feeble abilities will allow mm-hmm. just to get the phrasing and the idea of melody or whatever to the guys. So I sent that to all of them and they, and, and they actually, you know, they wanted to hear what, what my vision for the songs were. And, mm-hmm. and in some cases they, they stayed straight to the script and in some cases they, they said no. And, and Brian was, was one example on, on one of the songs on the record. I had composed this, you know, ridiculously elaborate bass line to go against uh, a ridiculously elaborate guitar line. And he said, no, that's not what we're going to do here. And, and he, he simplified it and you can feel the, the bass push the song now because he, he made it that way, you know, as opposed to what some wanky thing that I had done. <laughs> it, hurt, it hurt my feelings at the time, of course, but you know, he, he was a hundred percent right. And, mm-hmm. and I, I trusted him to do what he what he needed to do, and and then really with all the moves the same. Yeah, cool. Uh, now I guess when once you finally had all of these uh, sources brought together, what was the next step then? Did you have somebody do mixing and mastering for you? Yeah, so mixing again is uh, it's it's a it's a voodoo too. Like it's an art <laughs> science. Like you know the the first record I did it at Metalworks in Toronto. And um, I, I don't like it. You know, I, I don't like the way it turned out. And you think you go to Metalworks. But, you know, if the, if the fella sitting across the desk doesn't really understand what you're trying to get to or, or, or you know, what the music is, yeah. you're never, you're never going to connect on that, right? So, you, you know, I ended up compromising because I, I ran out of steam. But with this one, uh, I actually went to Forrester Savell, who's a guy in Australia, who actually did Brian Beller's he did this epic, you know, 26 song double album last year and Forrester did the mixing and mastering for him. So he said, I trust Forrester to, to, to understand this genre 
and and to do the, the right job. So that's what I did, and it, I I think he nailed it. Yeah, that name sounds super familiar, and I'm trying to look it up right now. But um, yeah, definitely sounds very familiar. And I'm imagining, speaking of amp sims and whatnot, uh, there's a company called Neural DSP that makes really good amp sims on the market. Speaking of modded marshals, I have two Fortin amp uh, models that are both mo- modded marshals. Uh, just absolutely guttural, brutal. I don't know how he did it, but cool. Because uh, I'm a martial guy myself as well. Um, nice. And uh, I I remember seeing in the preset somewhere a producer, and Forrester sounds familiar. But um, yeah, that's interesting. I'm looking at the Metalworks. I know I've heard of it before. I'm taking a look at it again, and I'm going, wow, that is the studio. But, you know, it doesn't matter what level of technology you have or how many channels you have on your SSL board if you don't have the artistic side to connect with the artist's vision and make that happen, you could do with less than a 32-channel SSL board. Right, right. And it was cool being in the hallowed halls, you know, where Rush, Triumph, you know, I think uh, Gilmore was in the building the the day we were there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's history, and it is the hallowed halls, but but he didn't get it right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Groovy. Okay. What else is there to talk about? Don, The Light. You want to check about the, talk about the track The Light. Take us through The Light and why this song to chat about. Well, um, the first two singles that uh, we agreed to, to release was Cypher, uh, the instrumental, which you're looking at the video of, or you were. Uh, and then The Light will be the second single. I think we're kicking that one out next week. So um, it's, really, it's really difficult you know, to choose a song when you love them all, but you know, uh, the light seemed to jump a little bit, and it's got some great drumming. Some really Mark did a really great job on the vocals. Uh, great, Jason played a fantastic bass line, and, and of course Thomas is a beast on the drums. It has cool riffs. It has lots of changes. Of, you know, kind of a, a more open chorus. So it just it just felt like a, a good single. Uh, I did use the wizard on that, so you you got um, you got much more roundness. In the guitar tone, the other Marshalls and the, and the Sims of the Marshalls tend to be a little bit sharper, mm-hmm. so they cut the mix a little better. But they don't have that that deepness that the, that the Wizard does, and you, you hear it on that song, like for sure. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me back. Speaking of Metalworks, does I think uh, Audio Engineering School as well? Which in today's day, that's how you can afford to keep that that the air conditioning bill alone for that SSL port. Um, but I remember in school learning that marshals can sometimes be a little thin. So speaking of microphone voodoo, they were talking about taking a ribbon microphone and putting it at a particular corner on the cabinet to just pick up low end hum to, right. to add some body to the marshal because it can end up sounding a little thin sometimes. You're 100% right. And, and my marshals are all modded for that reason because they can be thin. So one of them is modded by Dave Friedman, Friedman amps, of course. Yep. yep. He did the BE and HPE mods on this thing, so it's it's a plexi with with those mods in it. So it's it's a monster live too. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, I'm looking at the information. Is there anything that we missed, Don? Um, Chat about Cypher. Yeah, Brian Beller, Thomas Lang. Yep. Um, Mark was great. 
it's just, I guess, I guess, you know, in, in summary, it's, you know, I'm just a guy who writes songs and, you know, to have the opportunity to, to put them out with these guys playing on them is, it's, a, it's, it's amazing. And I think any, you know, in this day and age, any, with internet and whatever else, anything is possible. And, yeah. you know, people should give up the karaoke singing and, and do their own thing. And it's, you know, you can find, you can find guys to, to help you out with that. How do you really feel about karaoke, Don? <laughs> <laughs> but there was a great article in in the, uh, I think it was uh, Global News or something. It was Alan Cross from Q107, and he was talking about this sort of thing where, you know, independent artists, like he gets 800 CDs a day or something like that. And, yeah. you know, it's just keep plugging away. If you love it, then do it for the love and, and you know, not for the money because there is none. Yeah. I do it for love. Cool. All right. Well, I believe that gets all the questions that we chatted about Wizard Amps and some other Marshall uh, modifications. We talked about Thomas Lang. We talked about karaoke just now. We talked about uh, Cypher and the music video. We chatted about the light. We chatted about the whole project and the various guest musicians, uh, the importance of finding the right uh, scientist to work on your artistic direction. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yeah. The, the- the mix, the mix guy is is the guy who makes it all happen or not or not, I think. Yeah, I agree. Cool. All right. Well, unless there's anything else, thank you so much, Don, for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Well, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it.